0: First off, the example of the Chinese finger trap is perfect, right? Because your instinct is to pull away from something that's uncomfortable instead of facing it head on, which will eventually allow you release. The more you pull away, the more those fibers tear. And once they're torn, there's the disconnect and there's no repair for that. That's the perfect example. I could, I could, I'm gonna put that in my back pocket. Um <laughs> I appreciate you doing that. Cause yeah. If we take the opportunity to come together, it will allow us that release without severing a tie. That's that communication. I think the idea of burning it down is a good way to structure it, but not literally.
1: Ricky Ray, welcome to the Curious Observer podcast, exploring thoughts and creating a space within the overwhelm of this newfound information era <laughs> with the spirit of curiosity. Our next guest today, I have the pleasure to call him a good friend. And in fact, this is the first time we actually dive into conversation. We've, yeah. I, I, know, I know our next guest Within La Comunidad here in San Antonio, as a as a comic, as a as an MC leading La Comunidad here, uh, shout out to Urban Takeover Rich Yr. I would see y'all work together and really be a voice within Nos Onda here, just looking around. And it's 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 such a pleasure to be able to share conversation here. You re, he reached out to me after releasing a podcast with Jackie Velez. Check it out if you haven't had if you haven't already done so. And uh, I, so I was excited the fact that he reached out and I wanted to see what, what do you see? Our guest,
0: Ian Grant, how do you do my man? Hey, what's going on, man? Definitely a pleasure <laughs> to be here. And um, yeah, no, I'm super excited. I, and um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, it's I would you saying it out loud. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I kind of do a couple things, I guess. <laughs>
1: <Heck> yeah, <laughs> you know? dude. I, I've. I've, 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 the presence that you bring, especially when you grab a mic, it's like, "All right, I'm, I'm listening, I'm listening, man, I'm listening." So it's, it's, I'm, of course, of course. And by the way, I want, I want you to share more. What can, what can, what more? Can you share uh, to nos eyeballs uh, that way they can get better grasp of who Ian Grant is. Uh,
0: man, i I'll be honest with you. So like you just said, you know, uh, working with uh, Rich and the Urban Takeover, um, that was kind of like my first step into exploring what I can do with like social media and like creativity. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've always been like a creative person um, in the sense of like, I just, I just want to do something like that's where it stems from. Of course, you have your days to where you kind of want to veg out and you know, but even on those days, I'm like, man, I could really probably be doing something else. And it's been like that since I was a kid. How would you
1: describe that sense? Like, how does it appear? Do you notice certain situations that it becomes like all of a sudden apparent or is it always apparent or like confirmed while you're doing
0: something and but more apparent when you when you're not? How would you describe it? I I think in most cases, it's not apparent. Um, I can't consciously say that it's something that like I'm like, oh, yeah, no, no, I need to go do something right now. If it's something that's important, then it's apparent. But if it's something that I kind of find I'm slipping into, it doesn't mm. become apparent until I'm into it. And I go, oh, this is probably what I should have been doing before, you know? Mm. It's more so of a feeling.
1: Yeah, I it's think like it we're is. like little I think receptors.
0: Yeah, I think it's how I was raised too. Because my mom was always working. She was always doing something. And uh, same thing with my dad, my family in general. I can't really pinpoint anyone in my family that's not doing something something um positively you know what i mean whether it's
1: so it's like you get to feel like with from within the the uh, the witnessing of your parents making decisions across your life as a child what and how can how could you tell if i may ask uh what was good that that you saw they did and discern away from things that were not good and you saw them deliberately choose because of it
0: I think the things that I have the one thing that I take away from like both of my parents is the fact that they never they never did anything that put themselves consistently in a bad place. And kind of let me let me explain on that or Mm -hmm. expand on that. Um, My grandmother has a saying for me personally, right? She'll go, you'll do a lot of things. And I don't really worry about when it comes to you getting a job are you taking care of your responsibilities? She said, you've always been like that. If I said, hey, and this started when I was in high school, my first job, my first major job was in high school. She said, hey, you need to get a job for the summer. I think I maybe was idle for one day. And then all of a sudden I came back to the apartment that my grandmother and I were listening or living in. And I go, hey, I got a job at the McDonald's down the street, you know, or it'll be um, like as a kid, or as a, as a young adult, like in my college years, I'll come up to her and I go, I, you know, I quit that job and I don't wanna do that anymore. And she was never like, what are you gonna do? How are you gonna pay for this? How are you gonna do this? Because it, it was always within like a week or two, maybe the longest was a month that I'd be like, oh no, I'm working in here now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, it was, so she had and to, I got uh, that from- She can rely
1: ahead. on you knowing uh, that there's, oh, you probably found something kind of yeah. assumption, but it was always true.
0: Uh, yeah. And, and, I, and I attribute that to, like I said, my mom was always doing something, you know, she was already always active, whether it was in our church when I was a kid or when she was just working because my mom owns her own business. She's a cosmetologist. And so mm. she owns her own business. So you have to hustle. Same thing with my dad. My dad would do his nine to five job, or as I refer to it now, like his shoot job. And then he would come home and he would do stuff. He would get watch wrestling. He would you know dub videotapes he had his collection dub video like, wait hold on what's that especially in that time what was that like so my dad and this is how i got into wrestling which we'll probably talk talk a little bit about. Yeah, a little yeah, bit later. Yeah. but my dad would record on vhs tapes episodes of wrestling monday night raw smackdown sunday night heat
1: wwe yeah vamonos Royal rumble yeah, and
0: so he would sit there in front of the TV and he'd be watching it, and um, he'd take his remote. And when the commercial comes, or right before the commercial comes, he'll pause the tape, and then he'll record it so that you splice the commercials. Wow! And so, brilliant. Really? Ta- he, yes, he taught me how to do that, which got me into wrestling. And I'm talking, he would do it with wrestling. He would do it with movies. He would. He has, ah, man, I would say there. He has one shelf holds fifteen tapes. And there's three shelves including the very top on that unit he has 15 of those shelves filled with, <laughs> f- filled with wrestling and horror movies and
1: and, and all these how things. old was your dad at that time i'm curious so like, just he it in perspective it, like as our like within our generation today i'm just curious to see yeah he was doing it
0: he he told me he was doing this when he was like 15 like he was he was doing stuff like this when he was 15 and then it translated into my teen years and like to when i was like 15 16 and so i'm sitting in front of the tv pausing you know what i mean to to record the episode and stuff you you yeah. already knew the drill <laughs> mm-hmm. he taught me how to do it yeah what do you think
1: so, how do you think that uh that uh, shows that becomes apparent that like frame of that of establishment that showed up in the in the labels of wrestling, TV, father-son, father, uh, father son, pardon me, father-son father, <laughs> experience. And, uh, and how, how would you say that frame also appears into the kind of need to do things today?
0: On one end, and I think I realized this more as an adult, not more so then, mm. it's a sense of one, a sense of responsibility because he would go, all right, you're going to record Monday nights and he would go do something else. And so I would I would sit there and do it. That was my responsibility. Or he'd sit there and watch it with me and I'd, I'd be holding the remote and I'd do it. Or he'd go, hey, um, you know, it's a Saturday, he's at work and he'll call and he'll go, hey, I was looking on the TV last night and the Goonies is going to be on HBO at three o'clock. I, I already put a six hour tape on there. I want you to record it for me. And so, you know, as one, a sense of responsibility, two, a sense of pride, because it feels really good when you catch the pause Ooh. right before the screen Target. goes black, when it goes into the commercial. When you aim and you catch yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and um, I think those little small things and those little small moments, um, unawareing to myself or unknowing yeah. to myself. It was cultivating. It translate, yeah, yes. It, it, it translates into what I do now. So yeah, so that's it, how
1: it, yeah, yeah it, it, it feeds into the what's next factor, but not just anything for the sake of anything. It's something that 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 bears meaning, just like the way it bears more meaning between yourself and your father with comunidad. What is it that I can do that something that, that we can mutually find meaning through? And I I think that the fact that there's an aim and there's a catching of that kind of aim, you know, perhaps that could even be like the, you know, once again. Uh, how y'all would do uh, urban takeover every first Friday right and watching that explode and you know watching the local vendors come out coming out from their other parts of their journey to become uh available to share a a a community event you know and I thought that was so special and that's that's how I know you and y'all that's how we met and you know (laughs) uh you know one thing something came to mind for me that I, I I'd be curious to hear what your thoughts on Uh, when you're talking about the the routine that came from and we're going to go into the technology realm uh -hmm. how that kind of routine i find it hard to imagine that being even a thing today just merely by the oh you know just send me the link whenever it gets released let me know i'll watch it my time versus it comes out this time if you miss it you you didn't you you failed your job it. and it's yeah. like you have to wait for the reruns or next month or you know whatever the the case is, right? Or when they come out finally on know at the stores or yeah. Blockbuster, which it was always lit every Friday.
0: <laughs> how, I was a Saturday you, man myself.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see what I mean? Like it's some people never know that. what how how would you uh I guess a, how how can you what comes to mind for you in the kind of Perhaps what has what has now been lost from those patterns. Even then, it was arbitrary because before television, there was there was no such thing as tapes or right. recording or anything like that. So it's even then it's arbitrary. There's a new arbitrary of today in the roaring twenties. Uh, how how would how do you think that the new patterns equate to what
0: you experienced with your dad of today? So, and it's funny that you mentioned that because anytime I go back into my head and I um when I think about those times to where I was helping, I like splice uh, tapes and stuff. And compared to, like, like you said, you know, send me the link, or um, I'll watch it later. The first thing that comes to my mind is convenience. I feel like we're a slave to convenience now. Mm-hmm. That any small thing that we would find as normal in our childhood today, it's a big change. It's like, Ooh. you know, here's a good one: text messages, phone calls, emails they're so convenient to get communication between one person to another i personally find myself not going physically to my mailbox to check the mail for a full week when it comes when it it came to when i was younger right i can remember my parents checking the mail every single day you know what i mean like it's you have to because you're gonna miss something
1: you know and it was perhaps Um, the equivalent because what else what like if we were to look at our phones as a portal, uh, what, since they didn't have this portal, uh, what was the next best thing of a portal, uh, not best thing, but next best equivalent uh, of a portal then, which was probably what we saw in terms of, yeah. oh, they're always checking the mail, always checking the mail, always checking the mail. There's yeah. always this like- Caller ID.
0: That, I think, I think that was it because- yeah caller id answering machine voicemails you know you look at your phone and you see oh such and such is calling i guess i'll pick up you know um that was it then i i think people our age we have the benefit of seeing this generational transition of things technology policies ideas Mm. to where i'm 30 now and i feel like i'm 50 because i go man i remember when you know yeah. And it's not <laughs> and even, you know,
1: perhaps, you know, you made me think about this. I'm curious what you think. I, perhaps we, we've, maybe we've all had it wrong. You know, when we grow up as kids, I, I'll never forget the feeling of, in and, and, and this, in regards to this right here, uh, the feeling of oh, the older people can't even text. Are you kidding me? And feeling like now I have, there's like a generational superiority over our elders because they can't even yeah. text. And it was always like a funny thing to make fun of, to gang up on them. Like they don't even know they're missing out. This, we, we here, we here. And now it's like, <laughs> what was we here anyway? It's like texting. Now that we hear in texting has become, I remember when we were texting because now it's, you know, we have to remind ourselves, social media yeah. is not real life. <laughs> the fact yeah, that we have to say I, it and it's something actually of value to say.
0: I and I would I 100% agree with you on that because even though texting is like, I think it's probably one of the number one modes of communication when it comes from person to person now. I remember when it first started to where you had the T9 and you had to click one button four times to get to oh, one letter. Flash. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you compared me or anyone else in that generation to T9 compared to someone now, no contest, man. Like we were just without even looking. Looking because yeah. that's how you wouldn't get caught in school, right? You're that you're staring at the teacher, but your phone's under your thing and you're just going for it. You're like this. Yeah. You had a full conversation without even looking at your phone. Nowadays it's like face recognition. It's you it's know, gone it's,
1: so it's it's like a it's almost we're slave though, to convenience. We're slave. It's like I I I wrote a poem uh I see if I, I can remember, but it was along the lines of you know uh you know, that frame of like, give anybody an inch, they might take a mile or something like that. I don't know the phrase. Yeah, give an inch, take a mile, yeah. Yeah, that that frame, I wonder how much of that is so apparently, uh, so strongly apparent in our use of these virtual portals in like, oh, it's just my password. Oh, save my password. Oh, it's just, oh, like, I'll leave this on. Oh, okay, fine. All my friends are here. So, and uh, yet the, what when we get an update, update on a on a phone when do we really mm-hmm. read it what are we saying yes to who cares anyway we've been saying yes for now over a decade so it's like yeah what's the what's the sweat here so yes 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 and so it's like the inch of oh yeah let me just use this thing it's just inches away from my thumb and the mile in depth within the our, the depths of our soul maybe yeah. i'm being a little hyperbolic there but within the patterns of our emotions perhaps maybe more specific
0: I, I, wanna, I wanna give you like, I mean, you may know this for instance, and it, the, what you're referring to is that comfortability within pre-established terms, right? And I feel like the simplest form of that could be what you're stating. You get an update, you get a terms of an agreement, or they say, hey, like we updated our disclosure. And you're like, all right, whatever, okay. But you never really go through it. Mm-hmm. In 2010, Apple updated their terms and agreements to where in there it says legally you are agreeing to not use this product in the form of a weapon or bomb. And the only way that I knew that is because somebody sat there and read it and brought it to our attention. You know what I mean?
1: And if it was never read to you, forever it would be in the abyss of the unknown.
0: Yeah, and, and it's not as though that like I myself personally or even people within the realm of who I know would do that. But you think about it, you go, why would Apple do that, right? Why would Apple put that in there, knowing 90% of the people that they're selling to are not going to look into it? And it's because, okay, well, they, the Apple phone processing system is easy enough to maneuver to where it can be used in that manner. But we don't know that. When was the last time you heard somebody using an Apple phone for a bomb? mm I mean, the only context I could think of it, but it's
1: not even Apple phone, just phone specifically. It was a
0: Samsung phone, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was Because well, of the
1: airplane thing. Oh, I, I, so there's a story behind it? I don't know.
0: Well, yeah, so Samsung came out, it was around the time where we first started getting into, like, the cell phone wars, where um, certain capabilities were being managed, and somebody on an airplane had one of their Samsung phones blow up on the plane. This was shortly after the whole... I would say it was maybe a few years after 9-11 that this kind of happened. I'm 100% probably wrong on my timeline, but that's what kind of started it. But going back to your point of like just blindly accepting something, we would never know that was a thing, you know? It's not something that's widely publicized. And And here it is in your terms and agreements.
1: And at the same time, what comes to mind for me that I think someone might say is, well, you know, of course they would say that because, you know, what great way to, uh, you know, s- sign off on certain things that maybe under normal conditions, excluding that story. Anyone, anybody sane, any sane reader would object to, but mm-hmm. because that's the justifying factor, well, it's because just in case, even though it may not be you, but because we give that inch of just tapping on yes, the mile in, in terms of, Uh, I guess one may say the invasiveness of the collection of data uh, of one's patterns and one's, uh, uh, you know, spending
0: habits, location, all the inputs. Yeah. I mean, and that's what that, that's the reason why I brought that up is because of that. If that's in the, let's just the simplest idea in the terms of agreements of an Apple device, Mm. what else is in there, right? That you're, just unwillingly for your convenience agreeing to
1: there's a great documentary i believe it's still on netflix it's called terms and conditions and essentially mm-hmm. uh, the takeaway from it it came out in 2013 by the way but it, it just screams so much light and truth into today and to the why why a social dilemma which is another documentary on netflix that it it, it just gives it that much more uh pow factor like wow you know, uh, this and that came out in 2020. So terms and conditions that my takeaway was if someone actually wanted to read the terms and conditions, they were essentially showing that here's a person that's going to read it. It would actually take you like 36 months to complete reading it every day if you committed to read it. But my question was, well, within the 36 days, isn't there like another update within it? So really would someone take the time to read it before accepting? Yes, now it's 2013, how many updates have we received? What is it that, you know, uh, what do these words actually mean? But hey, who cares, right, who cares? It's inevitable because look at where the world is now. It's convenient, it's great, there's a lot of blessings, we get to catch up and there's all Mm -hmm. kinds of good things. And of course, because Maybe that's the story of humanity. It it involves it involves the 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 magnitude of blessings, but also are are we not uh, detached from the magnitude of uh,
0: messes? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I I think um, in in the idea of convenience here, I think it is a very it's um, the rose tinted glasses theory, right? Mm. Okay. So, uh, and maybe Please this share. is. Yes. Yeah, maybe it's not a maybe it's not a white theory. Maybe it's just a thing that my family says. Okay. But I have heard of people seeing life through rose tinted glasses. So kind of just seeing or floating through life with the idea of like, oh, I mean, it's not all that bad, which it's kind of not, but you're blissfully unaware of the potential negative or the potential threat or the because you might already you might think have
1: you already have the information you need because it's through the the glass.
0: Is that kind of yeah. like the phrase? Yeah. Think about it. Social media. Someone said this on social media. When you see people, they're taking vacations, they're smiling, they're doing all these pictures. You're structuring an idea and a persona of yourself that you're only allowing a certain amount of people to see. They're not going to see the dark days. They're not going to see the days to where you're stressed out. They're not going to see the days to where you're crying or whatever, because that's not what you're putting online. You're putting, hey, me and my significant other. Hey, I'm out here single, 30 and flirty. I'm thriving and loving it when all actuality although that may be true the flip side of that is also just as important you know what i mean yeah and i it, think that's what the theory of the seeing life through rose tinted glasses is, is like especially through like social media you know mm. um, i think if we were 100 percent honest on social media when we are by ourselves mm-hmm. i think a lot of things would be viewed differently you know what i mean and um mm to the benefit of this most recent generation, the Gen Zers and things like that, they're normalizing the idea that it's okay to not be okay. Because as millennials, you and I, you, commit, you can attest to this, but I know for a fact that I can attest to it in my personal life. You are always told to power through it, to suck it up, to figure it out. You know what I mean? You're not sad. You're just not trying hard. Enough. No one's going to do it for you you're right and in some cases you're right no one's going to go out to your job no one's going to make your paycheck no one's going to if you want to sing no one's going to make you sing unless you're tina turner um (laughs) no if you want to paint eh. right i actually just watched the um the tina turner um documentary on hbo max has angela bassett and everything in it it's pretty good oh i gotta take it out i didn't even know it came out Ooh. But like, if you want to be creative or if you want to start your own business, if you want to do this, no one's going to do it for you. Right. And even if someone does, it's not going to benefit you as much as you do it yourself. And um, so, like I said, although power throughing, sucking it up, doing it for yourself is true. The struggles that come with it don't need to be diminished just because you were able to pull something positive out of it, because if this didn't happen, that wouldn't happen. You know what I mean? And I think with the theory of the rose tinted glasses, just seeing the positivity. Let me let me let me clarify. It just seeing the positivity, but not respecting the negative that happened, not dwelling on it, right? Not putting it on a pedestal, but respecting the fact that you had to go through the nonsense to get to the good. It's a disconnect. Mm. I kind of feel maybe I kind of tangent there, but
1: no, no, I, I, you know what I'm reminded by with what you're saying. It's, it's, I feel like it's, we're looking at like, uh, out of the many examples, uh, I know that I asked you like, Hey, what
0: would you like to talk about? Yeah. What was it that you said? I said anything. I'm an open book. Like, well, I mean, I'll, you bring it up, I may or may not have an opinion on it.
1: Yeah, and I, I think, it, I think you said from anywhere from guns to BLM, and I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, that, that oh, I, everything. I love, I love yeah. the angles of perspective, and I have a friend who I did invite into the podcast, uh, uh, Alonzo. Shout out to him. He's a trumpet player, and he, essentially, he was his perspective. I actually you know, think I know Alonzo. Yeah, trumpet player, he's yeah, a great I mean, guy. You know, I, fo- I follow you guys out there. Man. Yeah, out there. yeah. <laughs> Those musicals, <laughs> we connect there. The arts, the it's it's a giant. Uh, it's it's fun viewing La Comunidad through this virtual web, even from afar. We we mm-hmm. recognize the the invisible uh, fabric of Comunidad. So that yes, that's, I'm happy to to hear that uh, that you know of him. Uh, I, I like his. I'm reminded by what you're saying. Uh, what you're saying. I'm reminded by what he said. Uh, he he views like his. He could, He's speaking for himself. He was saying something along the lines of. You know uh, I used to I used to be a supporter of BLM and I see everything I see the movement. and the more I, I've learned about the the difference between uh, a movement and apparently there's a, there's there's a difference between movement and the organization uh, mm-hmm. according to the websites, it's not so much in alignment with what the movement is and and he was saying like I I fold out uh, I think the word is denounce it, denounce uh, BLM and, and I was like, whoa, that's quite the thing to say. And yeah. but his his perspective and one question I brought up to him I, I, I'm, I'm curious what you see through it. Uh, he was just speaking from his uh, perspective that he's never uh, coming from a small town, I believe Victoria. Uh, you know he hasn't he hadn't faced the kinds of things that are being said from within the Biela movement. Uh, mm-hmm. He 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 personally hasn't experienced that, and uh, quite to the degree that people are saying. Uh, And I asked him, well, what, you know, I I do have friends who, you know, do find a lot of support within uh, BLM and they they find it because, you know, as much as they've gone through, you know, their own struggles in life and trying to, uh, you know, piece that together, you know, the whole make it work, kind of like what we're talking about, uh, even Mm -hmm. then have experienced, uh, let's just say from uh, officials uh, a selective kind of like, you know, because of the color of your skin, I'm I'm going to not believe you as much kind of thing. And I can feel, oh, that's why people find support within BLM because of their own personal experiences and others who don't attest to it, even though they are the same color. You know, they may feel differently. And sharing that perspective onto him, uh, I found it interesting that he he recognized, of course, I, I'm not trying to denounce the, the whole BLM. I'm just trying to say, there are a, a uh, I guess, a faction that's not in alignment with his own views. So therefore he uh, was willing to say that I don't really support them or something like that. Uh, but I think it, there's, there's, a delineate, there's a nuance there. Uh, I'm curious what you see through that.
0: Uh, just to help me clarify, you're curious what I see about my personal involvement or thoughts or what he stated? Uh, I guess both. Uh, I'm, I would like to say both,
1: based mainly because of what you're talking about earlier, which was mm-hmm. uh, that our generation, we have, uh, we're more inclined uh, from what we were saying. Uh, we're more inclined to, you know, make things work. You know, let's, uh, what were the words
0: that you were saying? Oh, power through it. Power through it, like, that kind of mentality. Yeah.
1: And you're also acknowledging that uh, some things that are, are young now, young, uh, the new generation that's entering uh, with voice, right? Something like that. Uh, are making it uh, apparent that we must also respect the, the struggles that people feel that others may not. Yeah, uh, That there okay, needs so to be a mutual acknowledgement or something like that.
0: I, I 100% agree with that. Um, I, I by think... the way,
1: anybody listening to this, you're like, what the heck are you trying to say? That, that's why I invite people to help me think through these thoughts because I don't know what to think yeah. of this. <laughs> I'm, just a consu- I'm just I'm just curious of, of, of what people think and as I'm trying to make sense.
0: You're saying one thing that I find myself saying a lot, especially this week um, with my with my shoot job, as I refer to my nine to five. um, Sometimes you just got to talk it out with somebody to figure out how you feel. Yes. You know? Yes. And that's basically what this is. So I get you. Um, Yeah. Thank you, brother. (laughs) (laughs) In reference to in reference to what he said. I understand his concern and I understand his reasoning. I'm not going to sit here and say that I agree or disagree with his reasoning because what he's going through is not what I'm going through, right? Mm -hmm. What I'm going through is not in, in turn vice versa. So in my personal response, do I think that because you disagree with certain actions of a group, should you take away yourself from the group? Yes and no. Yes, in the sense of if you don't want to be involved with that group, because that could be for anything, right? Just mm-hmm. not with BLM. It could be with anything. If your friends are smoking cigarettes and you kind of don't want to do that, you disassociate yourself. That's just not what you want to do. Same thing with American,
1: know? the label American. There's like, there's this, there's this, I don't know. And yes,
0: yes, of course. Yeah. And and they're both see, valuable. And see, that's, so I'm going to just jump onto my boat. I'm just going to speak about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. <clears throat> I understand the benefit of being an American male. We'll just start there. There are things in this country that we are allowed or have to do, or we suggested to do that in some other areas of the world is either looked down upon, not accepted. What have you? I don't like the notion of like, Oh yeah, America is the, 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 the social status of freedom. I mean, well, you can go to Egypt and be free. You can go to Germany and be free. You know what I mean? Like, I think that notion is like, okay, you're teetering on something that's like, not really the issue. Now, let's flip it this way. I understand my struggles personally as a black man in America. I am a black man in America. I am, (laughs) right, you know? And um, although that my skin may not be as dark as some of my other black men, I still find myself within some of these types of struggles. I'll get personal with you here for a second. My first bout with racism did not happen until I was 15, okay? Um, I was living in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and (laughs) if anybody knows Wisconsin, the heap of white people, right? We'll go there. I'll be respectful, but we'll go there, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I was there are heaps all.
1: everywhere in all kinds of different races. There happened to be a lot there
0: for that particular yeah, just just <laughs> in, that, in, in that part of the, like the you world. go to Laredo, there's a, lot, there's a
1: heap of Latinos. So, yes, I could imagine yeah. other places.
0: <laughs> so, he, Kenosha, Wisconsin was to white people as San Antonio is to Hispanic people. So, there <laughs> it is. Nice, yes. So, um, I was... I was dating I was dating a, a, I was dating a lady a pretty lady. I was dating a female white. uh obviously she's she was caucasian and everything and you know it it is what it was, right? <laughs> On one side of it being a minority man in a pri- in a pri- uh, primarily white area unfortunately you're seen as a commodity. Ooh, you're dating Terrell. He's so cool. And Terrell's six foot five black dude plays on the, on the basketball team. Oh, right. So
1: would you, uh, so would you say it's kind of like a, um, like a, a nice form of racism? It's like, Oh, you're, no. you're the, that new person or kind of like the new no. person syndrome.
0: I So funny thing is, is 15 year old me would be like, yeah, like all oh, the ladies want to do. Cause I'm like this smooth. And the uh, 30 year old me goes, systematic racism Uh, right it's it's idealistic mm. racism because it's like some people are doing this to piss off their parents some people are doing this because it's not like a thing oh yeah oh yeah Mm. you know they they come from a family that necessarily
1: is it fair to give some grace to like the youth like for example like for me uh, i don't know if there's parallel with what you're uh, sharing here but i remember Uh, As a, you know, Latino, uh, Hispanic from Laredo, all I've known is people Mm -hmm. who look like similar to myself and with variations. Right. And of course, you know, I remember going on like band trips, uh, middle school, going to uh, like San Antonio, going to the mall. And and then I remember, you know, it it was like the first time I noticed that there was a lot of those who happened to be on the very light side of the skins. Mm -hmm. And I remember feeling like like nervous. And, uh I remember I don't know what that feeling was and yeah uh, it's not that i disliked them it's not that they f- were looking at me funny I just remember it was feeling different. it was just different like I, I was just yeah. another world and like where am I kind of thing and and I wonder how much of that element like uh, I noticed it you know as a uh, elementary teacher when there's a new student that comes in from another school from wherever uh, they may come from you know the all, all of a sudden there's this like oh it's that new it's that new it's a new kid you know it's yeah You know, and sometimes there's two reactions. There's, hey, how's it going? And, you know, they start immediately reacting with, you know, nonsensically uh, in opposition to them. Uh, And I I don't know how to explain that, but that's my observation. Would you say that's kind of along the lines uh, with what you're sharing, uh, what you experienced in uh,
0: Kenosha? Um, Initially, no. And let me explain why. Because we're talking about kids that have already been through a developmental stage to where they'll have an idea of how they are going to discern their self to people. Like the, the thing about elementary school kids is that those small kids are, although depending on their household, they're taught a certain thing or they're formed to a certain thing, um, those kids are still kind of have that like primal or pure ideal when it comes to meeting a new person. Like you said, there's either, there's only one or two options here. You're either going to undoubtedly embrace this new person or you're going to oppose opposition to them and that's kind of the base level right you know what mm-hmm. i mean you're either going to accept it or you're going to deny it
1: yeah like um, i've noticed those who happen to be on the nicer side of the spectrum happen to be like there's like a sense of like oh i've been shown how to be nice to people and those mm-hmm. who don't not always. I'm not gonna say. I'm not. I'm. Not, I'm just speaking from my experience. Yeah. Uh, those who are in the oppositional side of reaction, it seems like there's uh, like a sense of not uh, strong sense of order at home. In terms of like when you meet new people, this yeah. is how you, you know. This is how you do it. It's more raw. So the reaction is raw, and it could be quite savage.
0: <laughs> right. Right. And like that's what I was saying. Like so, compared to the situation that I'm experiencing or that I'm relating to you, as opposed to that. Although it's somewhat similar, the advantage, if you will, is more so on the older side of the spectrum because you have, you somewhere along the line, you have the training, you have the knowledge to know, this is how you act in public, this is how you are, whether it's how you are Still presented learning, to yes. things at home, <laughs> <You're> right? Yeah, <laughs> whether it is how you are presented with thing, new situations at home. Or if it's something that you've learned within yourself, powering through it, kind of just mm-hmm. figuring it out. So, kind of just to double back because I am. There is a reason why I mentioned yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. What you agree? I,
1: I, I, I tangled this whole thing. Just so you know, anyone listening, you know, I, I tend to do that. So that's why I'm doing this, so I can get better. Because I, I recognize that there's some moments I'm like, oh, I found a good, nice little thought here, cool. And then I could get all freaking tangled up. So, so I appreciate Sometimes you just got to jump down brother. the rabbit hole. What's up? <laughs> yeah, Say again. Sometimes you got to jump down the rabbit hole. That's what. it is <laughs> And it takes you like a vortex, man. But I keep saying, so, <laughs> so you, were, you wanted to tell. You. So, yeah.
0: so yeah, dating dating this woman. Um, she's Caucasian. I'm obviously I'm 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 a black male in this society, and this, my first bout at racism was after we broke up and then got back together, and her boyfriend, who was also Caucasian, was angry. That one, She's jealous. She's jealous. Yeah. Well, yeah. One that we, one that they broke up and then she got back with me. And two, that I was happened to be a black dude, but that's not how he said it. I, I this is the first time and I'm, and I share this story a lot, kind of a lot, because it's powerful for me. Mm. I remember it's 8 30 at night. We're watching a movie. He comes banging at the door. I jump up because when I hear banging, I'm just like, yo, what's that? How old are you? I was 15, 15. So he's banging, screaming at the door. She goes, Oh my God, it's due to just stand over here. And you know, I'll handle it. It comes a little, So she's kid. Talk- pretty much. She's talking to him through the screen door and he's, he's yelling and he sees me and he's, he's yelling obscenities at me. And you know, um, he goes, I can't believe that you left me for that N word. And I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll do this to him He's angry, do that to
1: him. he's not You know, to me, yeah. I'm curious, what do you think You know, this guy is just trying to say things To piss you off, and I want you back Because you're my babe And uh, he beat
0: me I'm going to say stuff because I'm a whiny little baby And I haven't grown up That's, it, I mean, right, so as of right now you know being older that's exactly what it was and he was saying things that he knew was a dagger that was well, the first you, time in my yeah. life ever that somebody called me that slur and when you're young and you're gonna receive that blade man i did and normally person would do fight or flight you know what it is
2: mm-hmm.
0: and normally in those situations i'll fight like i'll, I'll battle back but with that small little dagger I find myself from the point where I was standing 20 feet back from where I was Mm. that, that small little, that, that, that small little word.
1: It made you reflect so deeply about the history of where that word, how it's been used. Would you say
0: before that moment, Ricky, I never ever in my head realized the pain. I never ever in my head realized the struggle. I it, it seems like in that moment everything that we're mad about now that's when I learned it. That small little the, word the, that backed the, me up. The, yeah. yeah, the magnitude of it. That small little word that backed me up 20 feet from where I was standing. That was it.
1: Little 15-year-old Ian, damn.
0: Yeah, little 15 little 15-year-old Ian experienced his first major adult situation mm. and you felt the things
1: it. that were so like you know well we're kids we don't think in terms of oh you're this color and you know you know i'm just speaking from my own experience that i don't mm-hmm. see that i see that there's more of like who are you oh what's your name kind of thing unless it it's comes up that-
0: right because like you make your jokes like oh black people are really good at dancing and they like seasoned chicken and white people don't know how to cook you know it's like uh oh, you know but, and again, even in the smallest terms, that's kind of like, nah, it's a little, but But when someone's when angry
1: someone's- and recognizes that he lost, like he lost yeah. his chance to have someone that he desired so deeply, and here's this guy who, you know, I, I, can, I, I can imagine, you know, when any kid is upset at another kid, like, mm-hmm. you, you could, you've almost like start thinking the ugliest things just because you're a fucking immature kid. And you're willing yeah. to go there in terms of your imaginations to say such things. Yeah. And ultimately, like if you were to talk to him today, like imagine, hey, what's your name, bro? Hey, did you know you said that? Oh, did I say that? Man, you know, un- you know, unless he sustained that kind of ideology. But I'm, I'd be very curious what, uh you know, how much of the emotion of a, a young child, you know, saying something like that yep. because of the reasons of loss and, you know, and, you know, uh, just envy and look yeah. at how much envy you know it can it, it it can unveil the darkest of emotions onto others so effectively that it's worth taking note, you know and weeding out in our journey in maturation
0: would you say i, I will I will tell you right now that was that was my my guardian of Eden moment, right? That was when I was expelled from the Garden of Eden. Everything else around me from that time, that moment, it was always in the back of my head. It's always in the back of my head to this day. There's other moments that are in the back of my head with it. But from that moving forward, that was it, right? My my ideolo- my ideology changed when it came to these types of situations, mm-hmm. um, which leads me to what you had mentioned about the Black Lives Movement. I will sit here and say there are some things that I noticed that some people are doing within this movement that I don't personally agree with, but my hope, my personal struggle, the struggle of those who are closer to me and the fight to help change that is bigger for me than what a couple of what I would consider bad apples are doing. No matter, no matter what it is, there's always yeah. gonna be someone who takes it too far. There's always gonna be somebody who takes an idea and and mis, you know misdirects it for something else. Kind of like but those if, who
1: support uh, Mr. Orange and they're gonna be like, those who storm, they're really like, I don't support them. I don't know who those people are. I would never sign off on anything in, in alignment with them. Although right. it's like, uh, uh, it could be easily wrapped and packaged that everyone who finds even an ounce of support therefore you're this and that shouldn't therefore also uh you know may that lesson also be applied to blm look you know this is a worthy cause that needs needs to be Mm -hmm. conversed about shared about known about healed from all entirely about and absolutely and you know but at the same time let's let's also recognize that there's there's a faction that i you know people may night may not find affiliation with and maybe have no total uh, like, like the way you're saying, you know, it could be, uh, I guess, hijacked, but not necessarily. Doesn't mean yeah.
0: that it it is. Yeah, they could take the idea, misconstrue it, and do it, or an action in the notion of, but it's really not indirectly to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And and it's it's really hard too because who are you to say what their struggle is and how they feel to represent it? Yeah. Um, I feel that this matter although can be managed with aggressive tactics, I feel the baseline of it needs to be consecutive, constructive and intelligent conversation that leads into action.
1: Mm, but not That's physical my stance on it.
0: Affliction of action,
1: just a like yeah. a effect, positive, effective, effective change that can be yeah. seen, measured, merited, and we can see, look, this is something that we can all rally around there's growth, good things, yes, uh, as opposed to uh, perhaps the hijacking of that and into a whole other, uh, I guess, whole other ideology, not specifically mm-hmm. talking on, uh, not rooting on the, the conversation within uh, BLM, which is, hey, these stories need to be told. Um, yeah. versus let's apply let's change the whole government tear it all down <laughs> it's yeah. like well i don't I don't know i don't know about the government i was just born here and i recognize the magnitude of miracle of all the things that function and i yeah. i'm just i'm just not gonna uh I, I don't feel comfortable being confident that it's a good idea to burn the system down but perhaps the dead dead wood there's dead wood and yeah. in, in forest you know you know it whatever it needs to burn on its own shallot it? You know, if it's, but if it's going to be imposed upon, you know, let's not.
0: I think the idea of burning it down is a good way to structure it, but not literally. There needs to be restructures within our leadership system for those backup. There needs to be restructure in our leadership for those who understand the situation. I don't think the people that lead us need to be people that don't understand what's going on. Um, I think those who are leading us need to know personally what's going on out here, whether it's through experience on their own personal or through their family. How else are you going to enact change if you don't know or experience what needs to be changed? Like, I can't sit here and tell you the experience of a little white girl. You know, what here's another good one. Mm. I can't tell you how a woman's body should be determined or structured because I am a 30 year old male and I'm not (laughs) a doctor. I'm not a doctor. The only other the only other caveat to that is if I was a medical doctor, you know what I mean? And it's
1: even then specific to whatever the, the the profession is.
0: Exactly. So who am I to sit here and say, no, I don't think a woman should be doing that. Or, oh, no, they're not allowed to do this. That doesn't make any sense because it does not affect me. You know what I mean? Like, I think when it comes to the restructuring of the minority community, right, minority community, I think that should be led by somebody who's from that community, who has the proper credentials, whether it's the schooling, the experience, the business savvy to lead that structure or and even a track who's record. a strong enough affiliate. You
1: yeah. know what I mean? What you made me think about is a track record of uh, uh, reputation that is at, that bears integrity. Like one thing, shout out to Eric J. Velasquez. Uh, it's really cool to watch what he's done. He's been very consistent interviewing all the candidates for, um, uh, for mayor and all kinds of positions mm-hmm. locally. And, you know, and, and through my lens, I don't see anyone else doing that kind of underground work and really cultivating uh, a consistency and making it available to the public I Should anyone be interested, you know, find Eric J. Velasquez. He, he's, he's an individual that I, I interviewed. Uh, sharing, he was sharing insights and what's it like in politics here in San Antonio uh, under mm-hmm. the libertarian ticket. What do you see? What's it like? And uh, check that podcast out. It's one of my first ones that helped me kind of try to make sense of things. And he was dropping some uh, truth nuggets that was like, "Oh wow, tell me more about that." Right. So he, you know. Uh, but yes, you know, I, I see you like manner, man, and it's really cool to share conversation here. Uh, allow me to twist it up a little bit. Uh, I wrote some questions that I I'm curious how what comes to mind for you, uh, and thank you for sharing your reflection and and processing the that they're really. The conversation, like, for example, uh, around BLM, uh, may it be respected in its complexity and nuance. Uh, Like, I wonder why is it there's strong opposition to them and strong support to them and therefore creates this uh, viewed opposition. And it's like, but it's a good cause. And at the same time, you hear it's not a good cause because of the faction, a certain faction. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, oh, it's just, kind of like life and you know, everything's kind of complicated. And if it feels simple, probably we, it's worth raising concern in terms of, a, uh, you know, I guess the pacing of one's own commitment to any idea. Yeah. So here's a question. <laughs> uh, what, what came to mind was how did you come to the real Oh yeah. So this is regarding uh, since last year, the world ended, right? Last year right. we're now crossing the, over one year mark, and uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little weird here. I'm gonna sh- spit sure, a poem. Sure, sure, let's do it. And uh, I'll I'll say it like that. I think that's what what I want to do first. So here it is. The poem is called "One Year Mark." Crossing through the one year mark. Oh, how quick it can get so dark. The order that sustained the known. Outgrown by the unforeseen unknown. Look all past year. How resilient we can be. Even despite fear. What flexibility. Just as the recent Texas freeze for the plants. The world came to an end. All that has come to pass includes us, may we not pretend. May the gardens of our, may the gardens of our mind be made anew. Oh, the story of humankind, yet so bright, and includes you. Ian, Grant, what comes to mind for you?
0: Oh man, that was good. I like it. That's yours. Yes. It it just, it,
1: I've, I've been writing, by the way, I've been picking up, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I just, I felt the inclination since the lockdown. I was like, I should, I don't know why I just feel like I need these books started to scream at me. Like, Hey, uh, just so you know, I've been blank for years and I don't. I know you bought this for a reason. And, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying I'm right here. Total blank. Just saying. And every yeah. time I would hear that in my head, <laughs> literally I'll be like, I just opened it and I just started writing. I just, I just, I didn't care what page it was. I just started writing, just, just start. I just said, start. And, you know, it just starts to take its own kind of shape,
0: but don't let me- So it's actually funny that that's, so that was your response to that. And because essentially that's kind of my response to um, this past year, right? In reference to your poem, right? Things anew, you know, like our, our 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 thoughts of the of the known transitioning into the unknown. There's so many things that you can pull from that. The one thing that I personally pull from that is new, is new, and this is this is what I mean. Um, all of the nonsense, and I'm going to refer to it as nonsense, that happened because of COVID, um, because of like you know the climate change, especially for us here in Texas. Yeah. It was a stress. It was a struggle. There was new things we had to adapt to, but we adapted. But also look at all of the other things that did flourish from it. You see what I'm saying? People have unlocked their creativity because they don't want to be bored or now they have the opportunity to do so. I've seen so many new businesses pop up. I've seen so many people expand themselves personally, whether it's through their knowledge or through their physical attributes. I've seen so many adaptations of businesses and entertainment and structure. I mean, before you and I were talking, me and my wife were watching the new Godzilla movie on HBO streaming, right? When normally we would go out to the theaters to do it. Look at the adaptivity of that, right? Of the entertainment industry, this right here. Just
1: media people sharing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, during COVID, I was able to amass 18,000 followers on TikTok. Just because, right? I mean, yeah, whoo, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's badass. Thank you, but it's like, cause that was my personal creative outlet because of COVID. That's how I viewed interaction with other people because of COVID. I established new and certain relationships. I created a business with my friends, with our podcast and our wrestling network company. And now we're expanding into merch and we're expanding into working with promotions because of COVID, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it opened it
0: it, it and unlocked a portal. Yeah, and out of all of the things that did amass because of it, there were, personally, I like to see there were so many blessings that came out of it too, you know? And on a better note, other than just the things that you're able to do and to see and to open up to, I think an appreciation of those around us was enhanced. You know, the fact that you can't hug your grandmother, you can't hug your grandfather, you can't kiss your mom or your dad or your little siblings or, you know, when was the last time that you told your friend that you love them? When was the last time that you actually like embraced a friend not because you wanted something, not because they needed something. It's just because. Kinship. Hey, I appreciate you being here. Mm. You know, it was the restriction of interaction that needed for us to realize that we need to put ourselves into other people.
1: Like we don't exist. We, as much as we so, we certainly exist uh, independently from anything. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it could exist that we're so inter we're so interconnected across this invisible fabric that we recognize when we see each other.
0: Yeah. Even through the virtual, just like now. Even, I mean, and so, yeah. And I mean, you, you, you have the opportunity to still see somebody through the virtual, but then when you get to experience them within the natural, it's more, it's powerful. It's like, you know, I just texted you. I just called you. I just had a FaceTime with you, but you're in my house. You're standing in front of me. We're sharing a meal, a drink, a conversation. This is a little bit sweeter. This is a little bit better. This is this is a little bit more fun. You know, right? Um, it's it's
1: in a weird way. It's like it's like you could see all the best pictures of food, but there's nothing like smelling it.
0: Yeah, I mean, not that you're I, smelling. I, hey, I, hey, bro, you smell pretty good. Hey, how are you doing, man? Miss you. I do it. No, I I got a buddy <laughs> of mine. I got a buddy of mine who like he's a cologne, he's a cologne guy like myself. And I go, hey man, what are you wearing? That smells really good. <laughs> well, there it is. Yeah, you know, it's, I get I you, man. those. I think those. With the events of the past year and leading into right now, I think those types of barriers, they're being they're being cr- they're being crumbled down. Right. Man. They're diminishing. Yeah. You, know, you know, I, I said um, I, I, a
1: thought came to mind. I, I just bought a shirt that has the uh, MTV logo and mm-hmm. I'm just looking at it. It feels surreal. So surreal. <laughs> I remember the magnitude of leading edge culture was captured mm-hmm. through MTV and projected into your screens at home and now how much of it's a hit, how much of it now is a historical relic where it's oh that's the thing that used to be not and now no longer is so
0: yeah the running joke is do you remember when MTV used to play music <laughs> you, know, you remember yeah. when music television played music that was great <laughs> you know
1: and you know it it's only because the medium changed the technology shifted the 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 yeah. portal of access and you know uh, along that thread, I, I wanted to ask you this question, uh, uh, especially because how much the the lockdown, the quarantine made that shift. Uh, the question is, how did you, Ian, come to the realization of the historic dire straits we were initially entering, like that first moment of like, oh shit, this is this is real. Things, how things were getting very serious in the way we approach our day to day.
0: I think, so I can actually attribute this to my wife because as soon as all of this started happening and then with the election and stuff, she had CNN pumping all the time in her house. She would come home, turn on the news. And when you see the numbers rise and when you see your city, right? When you see your city among those short list of increased numbers of like deaths, not just cases, deaths, Mm -hmm. you're taken back, right? Because it's easier to have an opinion on something that's happening somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It's harder to maintain it when you're in the smack dab middle of it. Mm-hmm. And you walk outside and people are wearing their masks and they're wearing gloves and they're going to lengths to you protect themselves. the science themselves that says, and, you know,
1: must, must
0: have a mask to walk in. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Must have a mask yeah. limited to this many people. Amber and Alerts all this stuff. There's, I've never bought so much hand sanitizer in my life. There's a, there's a hand sanitizer in every single one of our rooms here in, in our apartment, everything, yeah. you know, and then, um, your interaction with people, uh, you're limiting it to, to a couple people and to- then you're asking them questions that you never would like, Hey, have you been, you've been exposed? Like you've been sick, you know, new conversations. When, gosh. When you, when, when that's your norm, right. You're kind of like, you know, and for me personally, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't. I didn't want to. Like I was. I was blessed enough to have a job that lets me work at home. Right. So my home life is still fine. The lights are on. The rent's paid.
1: You know. Did you hear the monster afar?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's leak. It's 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 at your door when you need to go out and you need to go get groceries or you need to go get gas or if you just need some fresh air or something. Real terror. Yeah. Absolutely. Like for real. You know, and, and it's a monster that you can't see, but it is prevalent because it's everywhere, you know?
1: How, how um, I'm curious, how has your view changed since, even in the slightest?
0: Things have
2: like a, year a little later. bit more
0: easy. A year later, <laughs> things have gotten easier because um, you just get used to it, right? Now you have a routine. You, little hand sanitizer here, make sure you wash your hands, keep going. S- small things that should be a human norm, yeah. right? Keeping yourself clean, washing your hands, don't coughing at people, you know. <laughs> My views on it, it's it's unfortunately, but fortunately, it's another day. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's kind of like which mask do I want to wear? Because you make it a you make it a statement,
1: right? Yeah, it's like sucks. Um, it's like oh, what kind of what do I, I want to say today?
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I just bought some new masks. They're they're double triple layered silk masks. They're like oh. really nice. They have the filter. You right? You know, before it was just like. Oh, I'm gonna go buy this nice shirt or I'm gonna get this cool hat. Now it's like going look away. at my Gucci mask. <laughs> <laughs> look,
1: wow. Look a at a new me- kind of line.
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's a different. And then, you know, on your keychain, you got your bed, bath, and body works, um, hand sanitizer, and you know, you're already distance conscious. It's norm now. But being that my wife and myself were lucky enough to get vaccinated fully. Mm-hmm. I do find myself having to pull myself back into a secure state of mind because you're like, I got vaccinated. I'll wear my mask, of course, but then, you know, a few less squirts of hand sanitizer here. You don't wash your hands for a full two minutes. You have to bring yourself back. Right. You have to be like, it's still real. The
1: grid, the grid is, is installed.
0: Yeah. It's still real. There's still people getting sick just because you're vaccinated. It doesn't mean that you need to slow down. Right. Um, and and doesn't that's mean,
1: it's, it doesn't mean we can't rely on it totally as 100% shield done sign seal mm-hmm. deliver. I'm ready for back to normal. Actually. No. Right. Well, wow, Fuck. Okay. I was, uh, I guess we're still, we're going to be in this for the long haul. I
0: perhaps. Yeah. And my wife actually brought up a, a funny thing. She goes, do you think this is going to be yearly? And I was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, you know, do you think you're going to get the vaccine yearly? Like you do with the flu shot. And I was like, well, that's an idea because yeah, people get the flu shot every single year because there's a new strain of the flu and they're talking about new strains of the COVID. Are we going to have to get these shots every single year now with the flu? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's on like,
1: top of all that, it's like, this is now the new conversation. Like it used to be, yeah. Oh, who's in the Super Bowl or what's the movie that's coming out. And I guess it's, uh, the it's, it's making its first appearance with, you know, uh, with a, a Godzilla and King Kong, I wonder mm-hmm. if that's because of the cultural value that's been it's so it outdates through generations that and it's like oh twenty twenty one better graphics it's gonna be that much better, <laughs> so it's worth even though we're in the midst of all this kind of overwhelm mass overwhelm of of uh information confusion and you know uh pandemic and wait, we're at war wait oh yeah, we've still been at war, what's going on oh, I don't know and and oh, this movie I can rely on that. It's an old, it's an, it's a movie that I can kind of find peace through. Like I, I'm yeah. sure you felt that. Uh, the I saw your excitement the way you're talking about. Uh, you know, normally it would be at the theater, and yeah. uh, how there was excitement and norm to watch it at home and even post about it. You know, that's what I'm seeing, and how much these conversations uh, on like a, you know, will this be yearly? You know, what you know, how did it can't come about? you know um could there be mountain tents well there's no evidence and you know let's not go there because you know uh it's been debunked well actually it's not been debunked and actually there's worth information there's that there's information that may suggest that maybe it was uh from a uh not not from a bat or specifically from a uh It could be from a, let's just say, dare I say lab, you know, and it's like (laughs) the fact that it could even be dared to, it's a dare to say as even a thought experiment to wonder about, you know, it's, it's a, it's, it's very strange to watch the conversation, uh, climate, the climate in conversation, uh, the way it's taking place because ultimately who really knows, no one knows. No, no, knows. we're all living in unknown.
0: Yeah. No one really knows. I think the fact that we don't know is making everyone a little bit nervous, which it, sh- it I think it should in this situation. I, I think you should be a little bit nervous about it because you should, you should still be kept on your toes. Yeah. Um. But I also, I also agree that keeping your head on the swivel is important. Don't let it ruin you. Mm-hmm. There are still beautiful things same. in this world that you can do to, to, to still have a regular life it's just be smart you know just don't 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 be reckless you know keep in your mind that this is still a real thing and hasn't been eradicated but don't let it stop you from enjoying yourself you know it's speaking watch, on, and you know watch a movie you know do stuff like that you know chill out you know things like that you know
1: yeah, you know, I think so. that's so important. I'm happy you bring that up because I, I've been, I like, I really love following you, the content you put out, especially, Thank especially you. watching you build uh, an instrument, a beautiful bad instrument. Do you know what I'm talking about? With a beautiful scope. <laughs> yes, her name can is. Can you, he,
0: you can refer to it as Rhonda. That's Ronda. what refer to as. Can you Ronda. talk
1: about Rhonda, please? I, every time I see you share that, I'm like, oh, what's that? What's going on, <laughs> bro?
0: <laughs> Not <laughs> so, every day do you see uh, people just build beautiful instruments. So the beautiful instrument that you're referring to, of course, is is my firearm, right? Like <laughs> like like you and I discussed privately. Um, I'm into guns. Um, I haven't always been into guns, not I haven't always been against guns. I've I've never had an idea where like guns are bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never had the opportunity um financially as well as you know, within my own private realm to get into it. Yeah, and so yeah. yeah. That's Most important. recently, I've posted a a picture of, and this is gonna trigger some people. I posted a picture of a base model AR fifteen that I had bought, and a lot of accessories <laughs> and attachments, and and it's yeah, quite the I, beat, y'all. Check it out. Yeah. You, oh, I got you know what? I got to post a post to finish picture of it, but it's never a finished product. You keep adding to it, and that's one of the things that in in the quarantine that I got into. Right. Madass. Uh, as as I get older, I'm establishing a family with you know my wife and myself. We're thinking about having kids. I always, thank you for that. I always want to make sure that they're protected on any level, whether it's making sure that we have the proper insurance, making sure the home that we're in is safe, that there's food, that all the cars are good. And as well as if for some reason, there's a confrontation to where my family needs to be protected, I'm prepared. Um, You know, that the the idea and the conversation about firearms is is widely extensive you know it goes left it goes there's nuance
1: and it has to be respected as a nuanced conversation
0: yeah and and i do and i i'm and this is this is a funny joke too because um i am a firearms enthusiast if you will a lot of people think that i'm automatically right wing because of that one thing but no it's just and even you know
1: wings it's like that doesn't even mean anything these days anymore it's so easy to just trap people in
0: it it's such an old school mentality or it's it's an old school idea when it comes to politics and stuff just because this is your interest oh you obviously must be this politically it's pre-20s thought yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) so but yeah no beautiful instrument like you referred to it it i respect it of course because it is a deadly weapon um, but i also enjoy it because it provides me another outlet creatively right mm-hmm. customize it it also provides me an opportunity to sharpen another skill that yeah. i have right distance shooting you know you're running guns things like that you know um it's also really good for my eyes because i'm a diabetic so the first thing to go for diabetics are eyes um, so it helps it, it, it me essential. kind of yeah it helps me kind of just Work that muscle. So there's many benefits to it that I personally see. So I appreciate you appreciating Miss Rhonda.
1: <laughs> yeah, Rhonda. Well, we, I can't wait to meet Rhonda. Uh, it would be an honor to get to hang with y'all. <laughs> uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, kind of along that thread of asking, I, this uh, this is kind of a fun, kind of a spicy question. I'm curious. Sure. Uh, what comes to mind? Uh, let's play with it. So, it's let's see. The question is. All things, all lens considered, what things could happen? What things could happen that you would be afraid of, like culturally, like as a, you know how they talk about the world wars that have occurred and mm-hmm. how much mass casualty that actually did occur. And we're so far removed from that kind of reality that it could never be, but it's a new age. You know, the world did end last year. It shut down it's, and we're <laughs> coping from it still. So it's like, well, what if we're, there's elements of that that hasn't yet been so Uh, Parent today. Kind of like that's kind of where I'm coming from. Uh, What, so again, what things could happen that you would be afraid of? What are you willing to do to prevent it? And especially should it
0: become a reality? I, um, one thing that I actually think about a lot is I don't want the idea and the situations of mass violence. To become a social norm, I think that's yeah. what scares me. Which um, has been
1: becoming since last year.
0: Yeah, I I, I think, I think any time that some situation like that happened, whether it's racially overturned, whether it's psychologically overturned, like mass shootings or things like that, I think time that zones. happens, <laughs> yeah, jeez, I I think that anytime that happens, I think it needs to be held to the highest regard. I do not think it needs to be overshadowed by anything else. I think it should always be shocking. I think it should always be something that hits us emotionally. We never should be dead leg to those type of situations because the moment that we do, um, who, permitting who are we as a society? You know what I mean? What are we permitting? Yeah. Like, what, what, yeah, what are, you, what are you permitting or what are you ready to just let go? What are you willing to allow to happen without you actually taking up arms, not like really, but you know, take could it, could it also the, could it also not be
1: their fault just based on the information that is creating the sense of a particular kind of reality that almost creates a justification to commit to such, I guess, violence acts, Violent acts?
0: When when, when you say it could not be their fault, are we talking as the societal group or the person enacting?
1: Uh, person enacting, yeah. Could it like not imagine be their this, fault? Like, for example, they, they only plug into one news source, one news angle, one news anchor, and that's the only source. And mm-hmm. reality is very clear through that lens. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when, when one views through the plethora of, of views uh, for the sake of perspective, uh, it, may, it may isolate that as, hey, why am I feeling inclined to be violent? But it sounded okay. like I should, though. But now I'm looking at these angles. I feel like maybe I should hold up a little bit. I don't understand, you know?
0: I would say that part of it is the responsibility of the individual to always seek a second opinion, Um, but I wouldn't hold it 100% on that person. I would also hold it on the environment that they're in, that they were structured. I would also hold it on the information that they're allowed and afforded. Um, In some situations, yeah. I do think it's it's it could be not that person's fault. Let's take it. Let's take it this way: if you live in an urban area that doesn't have the opportunity for the certain amount of education that a non-urban, higher area has, you're only presented with certain thoughts, and that's prevalent today. It was prevalent ten years ago. It'll be prevalent a hundred years from now. Unfortunately,
1: um, and more precisely, because we, we're giving them the data of who we are.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> do you condemn? Do you condemn the person that's in the hood who only knows hood things because they don't know that in a traditional um, dining setting when it comes to a fancy dinner that the salad fork goes on the right hand side next to the dinner fork? and You know what I mean? Like, do do you condemn that person for not knowing that? And then in the same right, do you condemn that person for not feeling comfortable around law enforcement? We're going back to the BLM, right? Mm. You condemn that person from not being comfortable around law enforcement when when they walk out of their door, all they see is the brutal and aggressiveness of law enforcement to their people. But when you mm. walk into another neighborhood, your neighborhood friendly police officer who's yes. over here for cookies, you know what I mean?
1: So it's like now we have we there's potential there's room that that pulls on the all the potential realities to focus on one and it creates a selective amplification of what is mm-hmm. true and needs to be known about, because it, it's been largely, you know, uh, ignored, and it mm-hmm. still continues, and it's a problem that needs to be addressed. But in, I, I guess that's where the, the the role of narrative comes into play. It's like, okay, right. this narrative suggests everything's. It's all. It, it's like this everywhere, and perhaps it could be. Uh, specific situations where like I guess in major cities, like I hear I'm not from Chicago, but you know, I hear from those who are that it's not the the most friendly, let's just say and you know um, right. <laughs> you know in the in the kind of environment where let's just say order uh, is not, I guess is strong
0: here's here's a good another good example here for you so kenosha wisconsin in 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 reference to uh, chicago illinois is like driving from san antonio to shirts okay right so there's there's the there's the the collaboration of distance so um i have family in chicago i have family in waukegan which is north of chicago um so i know that area i know for a fact what you're talking about and Uh. you're correct it's it's not the best now granted when the sun hits right over that lake, Chicago's beautiful, man. Uh, but you're right there, and and this could be true beach. in any area. <laughs> Absolutely, this, this could be true in any area because if you compare Kenosha to Chicago, Chicago's a bit more rough. But there's some spots in Kenosha that's also rough too. Um, it's that's it's that's everywhere. where that con- yeah. that's where that conversation of us like, okay. Let's sit down. Let's have that constructive conversation. You know, this is where this is. This is where that is. There needs to be an understanding.
1: Yeah. You know, let's not which, rush to absolute, uh, absolutism. It's a, it's, a, it's like the road to absolutism leads to, uh, yet further divide, you know, even yeah. despite the conviction, despite the, the good intent, despite the, I'm, i I want to prove that I'm a good person and, I want goodness to prevail, yet more division occurs, kind of like like the, the Chinese finger trap. The further you pull yeah. to get out, it makes sense to pull, to get out. the more tighter you become, and you know the last thing we need is for the fibers to tear. And you know it's therefore counterintuitive. It's like imagine driving like in, in 2020 and you know these pa- imagine life without stoplights. And the streets, <laughs> how much chaos could there be? And the reason why it came about because there was such chaos. And I'm yeah. wondering how much the internet is becoming the streets with zero stoplights. And how do we create a sense of order, you know, that where people can like, oh yeah, when I feel this way, I should probably follow the red, yellow, green. Okay, what do I really think? Am I taken up by that thing? Or am I really processing through the the stoplights <laughs> i'm improvising this thought here but
0: no 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 uh, and, and uh, you're making you're making 100 at least to me you're making 100 percent sense and if you're making sense to me you're making sense to a lot of other people too help um, me unpack that <laughs> <laughs> the um i think the for first off the example of the chinese finger trap is perfect right because your instinct is to pull away from something that's uncomfortable instead of facing it head on which will eventually allow you release the more you pull away the more those fibers tear, and once they're torn, there's the disconnect, and there's no repair for that. That's the perfect example. I could, I could, I'm going to put that in my back pocket. Um, <laughs> I appreciate you doing that because, yeah, if we take the opportunity to come together, it will allow us that release without severing a tie. That's mm-hmm. that communication, and then this, as opposed to that internet uh, analogy that you place. The caveat to that is how do we police what's going on through the internet without uh um providing um the opportunity for us to be censored in our free speech right and i think the caveat to that and what's happening already now or the benefit to what's happening now is accountability right i'm a huge youtube person i watch it for research i watch it for entertainment it's a portal to all the infinite variables absolutely you can find anything on youtube anything and which is good right because it's a wealth of knowledge it's a wealth of understanding um you know it, it provides you many levels of different things that you can do i learned to clean and- the out the water in my horn
1: when it, there was like a lot of floods in san antonio uh-huh. the water got in there and you know i couldn't uh, i was it was time for in, getting the car inspected and they're like yeah sorry you're gonna have to you know get a new horn and i was like oh fuck, what i do and i went on youtube and i found every single detail unpacked and I followed it and I fixed it and I cleaned it and I got inspected. So yes, how
0: how much it affects reality, the point. I learned how to, I learned how to build Rhonda on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I learned, I learned how to build it, what to pick, what to, what to look for, what I'd be comfortable with. So yeah, it's about the knowledge. And the good thing about that and the internet itself is that when a person does, let's say, run that internet red light, there are certain people, that hold them accountable. They're not a specific group of people, but they're people who see like, yo, that's not right. You need to be called out on that. You know what I'm saying? And I think that communication is key. I, think, I think if we let the... things go for it, go for. It. I'm sorry. I think if we let things go unchecked, hmm. one, that's when we allow certain things to become normal. Ooh. Also, yeah, that I mean, yeah, if if you man, I really don't want to do this, but it's it's a really good example in my head. Go. If um okay, I'll 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 G rate it. If your be on. okay, if your behavior is detrimental to a certain group of people, right? Sing it, sing it. And no one calls you out on that behavior. You're gonna think that it's correct, right? But in all actuality, you're doing an injustice to yourself and to a large group of people. If you don't be held ac- if you're not held accountable for it, how are you gonna learn? And two, how are we gonna know that this is not correct for other people watching? Prime example to catch a predator with um with Chris Hansen.
1: Chris right? Chris Hansen,
0: yes. You know, He's making a comeback. Granted, yeah, to granite, um, Chris Hansen's most recent action within the years on how he established his business has not been the best. We cannot deny the fact that he did bring in a, a situation that is hurting our community to the forefront to where people are now G-checking, as I like to refer to, these this types of behavior. That's an example of one of many, right? Now, let's mm-hmm. say if that, not him specifically, because there are yeah. other people, but let's just say if that type of behavior went unchecked, Predators. how much harm, like though, that predatory uh, type of behavior, whether it's to minors, whether it's to women, whether it's to men, whether it's to animals, anything, that predatory type of behavior, if that went unchecked, how would that person know that it's wrong? And they are just continuing this habit of just destroying a community, destroying a person, and all these repercussions that happen that they're not realizing because they went unchecked. You see what I'm saying?
1: It raises the question, like, how does does it meet a universal satisfaction of – all right, it went checked, it processed, yeah. like, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm reminded by, uh, like, the question, who gets to decide, right? And who right. gets to deci- discern what, is, what are certain things that are valuable to, to put that red light on? Uh, uh, you know, we hear this in conversation these days. It's like, oh, there seems to be more red lights on those who happen to have a particular uh, political ideology and mm-hmm. when, or when skin when, color yeah or skin color yes yeah. exactly and when when we view that standard of application of red onto onto say an opposing view there there might what I'm the observation is that there isn't that same I guess a uh, standard of being applied like for example, I'm not too from I'm not too sharp with this bit of uh, topic but you know what's that uh what's that chick that was fired? That lady uh, uh, from the Mandalorian.
2: So as you've probably heard by now, Gina Carano has been fired because of the post on the right. Apparently that it was deemed too offensive. And not only does she lose her jobs with Lucasfilm and a quote-unquote spokesman come out and talk against her, but her talent agency and on drops her. Apparently, though, the post on the left, that's A-OK. Both of these, they utilize the same tragedy for political comparisons, but only one of these is deemed offensive. So you can see this in front of you here. Jews were beaten in the streets, Not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Sad face. Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that they get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews. The government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different for hating someone for their political views? See that message along with this image apparently this it's offensive online but more than that this kind of thing apparently it can get you fired. Now compare that with this post from Pedro Pascal. This post by the way is still active. This came from 2018 but it's still up. It's not the only one. Oh no not by a long shot and you can see how it's put together. Hashtag this is America. You can find it by the way by looking that up but you see your comparison. You have Germany. Again the same type of horrific thing that's going on and here we have America 2018. Now, if you look at the way that this was met, you'll notice it had thousands of likes. It had thousands of retweets. You had quite a few people talking about it positively and negatively. And this, like I said, it's still up. It's never been retracted. It's never been addressed. Apparently, this is a okay. So what's the difference between the two? I mean, exactly how does that work?
0: Oh, so I I know who you're talking about. I don't a hundred percent know what the situation was. I think it was because her political views onto something. Yeah, um, the, the my takeaway was that she was uh, they justified the
1: cancellation of her uh, mm-hmm. of her role participating in the company of Disney was because she shared uh, uh, trying to parallel uh, the 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 targeting of those who have. Views that are, I think, specifically conservative. I am not too sure if it's that. Oh, okay. Um, yep. And and uh, and that, to her, was strikingly similar to uh, how in Germany there was an effort to seek out those who happened to be of Jewish descent, and mm-hmm. and so they, they she was ridiculed for that and ultimately canceled. And uh, and the, the what I saw there that was being brought up. In terms of like where's the the parallel standard of application uh there's a i don't know who the other gentleman is uh, who's also a prominent uh actor in that film um Mm -hmm. using the same uh kind of vernacular you know about parallel with jews there is a photo of kids in cages and pretty much uh, drawing parallel that. That's Trump's fault kind of thing. and it turns out that those pictures that were kids in cages had nothing to do with the border crisis, had nothing to do with uh, that situation. It was a totally different situation that had nothing to do with what was being projected that was captured in that meme. Yet it mm-hmm. was yet it's large it's it's entirely ignored in terms of the application of oh, we're canceling this person because of this reason. Uh, well, there's, if anything, the same and false, information not being applied upon so the view becomes well there's a cancellation that happens to be uh that happens to be uh sharper against those who have a conservative uh i guess perspective Uh, Mm -hmm. would you have you seen uh, is i don't know how to unpack that
0: Uh, there's actually a lot to unpack there because there's so many views that you can take from it right so one view that you could take from it is disney as a company right their number their number one ideal their number one objective is to make money yeah and and if for some reason this person that you're putting money into does something that's going to pull money from you as a boss i need to get rid of you right so there's like there's like one view right is it the right view there's who's to say the company Everyone gets to choose. And maybe
1: a question could be like, who's deciding that? Like, who's, where's the money? Like, where's the population of people saying so strongly that the, this outcome had to become so.
0: Right. I mean, cause like I said, and that's one view is, is it the right view to you and I probably not, but to Disney as a business, it was probably the right view. Um, does that suck? Yeah, it really does. Um, but that's for them to decide and it's for you and I to decide whether we want to support that or not. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, we, could, that's, we, that's what, we saw y'all. <laughs> yeah, it's it's more so of just like, you can either still log on to Disney Plus and still sing your Disney songs and just keep going about your day or you can stop. Those are your options. Mm-hmm. Um, the other side is, is, okay, being that in today's societal view when it comes to social media, regular media, things along those lines, your interaction with people, I do believe that the conservative side ideal is less popular than what's being trying to promote it. So a mass amount of people, they I don't want to really want to say hive mind, but their collective ideal, which is the they're same loud, as saying hive mind. Loud voicing that could be heard. Yeah, the loudest, who are willing. Yeah, the loudest voice in the room are those of the non or less conservative side to the point to where this business needs to get rid of this person based which on makes feedback this, yeah which makes this person who has this conservative view view feel as though that this is the reason why which on one end it is because you're conservative and 75 percent of our viewers or viewers are not we got to get rid of you mm. on the other end it's now you're not making us any money <laughs> you know and then if you jump on the other side of it this person who has a view that aligns with the masses although being it incorrect the loudest voice in the room unfortunately to this business is saying nah, he's right you're still drawing my money so you see what i mean it's there's it's so like,
1: many I, I'm animals. reminded by like a classroom situation where say a kid wants to get another kid uh, in trouble teacher mm-hmm. teacher te-, and they're very loud and they might even be you know you know very they might express loudly To the point where the teacher prioritized paying attention to them over the other kid who's quiet that didn't do anything. It's like, what did I do?
0: It's (laughs) that old school saying, the squeaky squeaky wheel gets the oil. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is. It's so true, though, right? The loudest person in the room, the loudest group of people, the loudest person in the room is going to get the attention. Why? Because they're pulling it. And that works in so many views. Is it right? In some cases, yes. In some cases, no. Um, that's why like that type of situation with that uh that, that lady in her position with the Mandalorian, it's really hard. Now, granted, I do vaguely remember what she said. It did sound stupid. And that was yeah. just personally with me. I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like,
1: and, don't, and, don't don't be drawing parallel with Jews here. It's not the same. Yeah. There's but there's I, a I,
0: you could have said that a little bit better. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Um, but you know, I'm not an executive at Disney, I'm not. I don't f- personally think what she said warranted her losing her job. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think what she said was stupid? Yeah. Yeah, it was stupid. But, and, like,
1: and, but specifically, the it's like the ne- the other one was like, okay, uh, so it's like, if we're going to let you go because of this reason, well, if we uh-huh. were to look at this reason and apply it, well, who else would be fired? Well, right, a lot you know, of it's, people. It's like a lot of people. and. And it happens to be that they're not. So it's like mm-hmm. it, it raises concern. Like for example, I'm reminded by uh, you know we're, we're uh, I know we're we're heading over toward we heading towards the conclusion here. Uh, you're welcome to to thread off of this, but I'm reminded by yeah. like what's going on right now at the border. Right, like I don't know what's the depths of details. Uh, I, I recognize Same. that there has been uh, huge, um, you know, huge. Uh, I guess. numbers of people crossing all the way south of Mexico into Mexico and you know watch I remember watching footage by the thousands and thousands it's crazy just full full of breaking through barriers breaking through police uh Guatemala and and of course now apparently they finally made it here and the, the just hearing the word um that there's been a breach and it's like oh what does breach mean you know, there's an unknown uh, crossing and yeah. the, the extent that people are willing to cross could be quite deadly to the point where, you know, I hear that there's a story that uh, someone actually threw a kid over the river. And it, thankfully, the kid, the baby was saved by uh, an official. But, you know, that's that's another story. Um, it it's just, like- just,
0: and I don't mean to interrupt and I do apologize. Just thinking that as a person, my concern doesn't go to them coming here my concern is what's leading you to do that yeah and what can we do to make sure that that doesn't happen not that you coming here doesn't happen that what's causing you to do. because nobody risks with risk risk is wow. yeah, hey, hey. <laughs> nobody risks life and limb and to to get to a certain place unless there's something on the other side mm-hmm. that is promoting them to do that so what's the problem here right i don't Mm. care if you come here we're here come on through like let's let's have a party but what's wrong you know what i mean like like
1: why why sure the conversation is like oh yeah there's a there's a process to go about it and sure it's quite difficult and yeah it's quite deadly to just get over here and it's not just some nice trip to make the miles stretch with yeah how much resources how did you make it all the way uh, it's like, what's making the real question underneath that debate, perhaps it's like, mm-hmm. w- what compels you to?
0: Yeah, Like what's what's commit? leading you to do that? Because just from hearing what these people have to go through to get here, these are not weak people. And if just just going the schoolyard mentality, when you pick your team for dodgeball, you don't want the weakest person on your team. So if these people are going through these lengths to get here, we're not talking about weak people coming here. So come on through, let's be strong together, but tell me what's going on. We and, need to know what's going on. And you know?
1: along that, it's like, you know, I find it, I'm curious, what do you think of this? What, what happened in Boulder, Colorado? I don't know the details. I just saw that there was a Russian conversation, like rush, look, look at look at what's going on. And then a the sudden disappearance, when when the name of the shooter came out and it drew corollary with, oh, the person was not white after all. And they're still mm-hmm. doubling down that, actually, he's still white in another kind of way. I was like, well, you know, apparently he's from Syria. And well, how many weeks ago was it where uh, there was uh, an unleash of bombings from our in country Syria. On, in, into yep. Syria. It raises the question, well, who's crossing into, could there, could it, how much of a percentage of a a realm of possibility. Could it be that there's, there may be those within the, those who are hard workers, those who are good people who are wanting to live the American dream and manifest their dreams. Within that, uh, it's like water, right? It's like, there's much as water is flowing through, there's also a bunch of other things in the water that you can't stop. Once it's breached, it's like, there's also things we don't know. And I wonder what takes priority, The, 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 the story that must be heard, which is I came here for the dream and how much should we prioritize the, well, you know, ultimately who else, you know, is along, um, yeah. who else is in, in the midst of that wave of uh, undetectable, within
0: the undetectable, you know? That's that's so hard, right? Because now we're talking about policing, you know what I mean? Um which I mean, you never know someone's intent. That hardworking person who's coming from Mexico, who's coming from somewhere else, who's coming into the US to just make a better life for themselves and their family. You never know if something down the line is gonna snap to where mm-hmm. they turn into that person, to where they do harm for whatever reason. As a forward thinking human being and as a person who tries to see good as much we as they can out, to out do of that, people,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, you you don't you don't wanna think that. Right. You really want to think that people really have it good for themselves or at least want to do that. But then you cannot be ignorant to the fact that there are those who just want to do harm. Um, That's all they know. So that's a hard question to, 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 that's a hard pill to swallow. It's a hard question to answer. And it's, it's really migrating to think about because there's so many things. You know, you could call for like better screening options at the border for these people. Okay. And, you know, it's, it's like the same thing about what they're talking about with better background tests for people who buy firearms. Right. You know, and I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot, no pun intended. Hey, I'm kind of <laughs> shooting myself in the foot here. When I say that is like, you never, oh, there you go. You never really know what's going to happen. You can just hope that you, you provide this person opportunity to do the best. That guy who was from Syria, who, or who, who, um, Shot up that grocery store Gosh, in Boulder. Yeah, yeah, you never know. He a, a month before, three months before, sometime last year, he was probably just doing his thing. You know what I mean? He probably heard bombings. Just, he was like, you know what? Screw it. Or 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 he had family still in still in Syria who unfortunately died because of the decision that was made to do that, and that's what turned him. Mm. You never know, and it's yes. it's hard to kind of just toss it up in the air but into, you kind of especially have
1: to. yeah especially with like you know uh, like to me I feel like it sh- we should just be at the point to be able to just let anybody in but there's also the reality of of the unknown of like mm-hmm. you know anybody coming in imagine knowing no one and you know from our end it's like well I okay I'll say this story mini mini story I I did something stupid I I went to Monterrey <laughs> And i had a great show it was great i had a uh it was it was all good it was all good but here's the stupid part i went without a passport i i actually just didn't you know in my head i was thinking life before you know i when i was a kid we used to cross all the time right so in my head i still have the mentality it was like i'll just take my driver's license which is stupid this is maybe 2017 which is very stupid and Let's just say I was able to make it through without a permiso. You need a permiso to go further past the the border, and Mm. uh, within Mexico. And if you don't, and you get stopped, and you don't have your permiso, you literally stay in Mexico. Like you stay there, and yeah, sometimes there are stores where people stay there for months, you know, until they get someone to get them into the country. So it's like, you know, I was, uh, let's just say, I'm very grateful. (laughs) I'm very grateful that it could have, I could have easily been there, and. Thankfully, on the way back, you know, we were not stopped. There's two groups of us uh, in the band and the first group, which was uh, myself, uh, no stop. The second group, yes, stop. So if I had gone with them, ah, well, anyway, I yeah. get here, I cross and we're walking and I only have my license and I ask for my password. And of course, just being stupid and naive, I'm just like, well, I had a band, you know, you know, I have my saxophone here. And the guy was looking at me like trying to figure out, are you from here? you know people could pull could learn to sound american perhaps and just the things that i was just sharing of my experience and what i was going through and how stupid it was for me the guy felt convinced and like yeah you're you're yeah you're you're from here just you're from here but don't do that again you know it's like oh fuck sorry (laughs) and but the my other friends who uh let's just say were more nervous than me uh (laughs) there's a lot more you know uh you know, questioning because I wasn't the only one that did not bring a passport. So, uh, let's just say (laughs) there was a lot more resistance, but everything was good after all. Um, but yeah, you know, it's such a, I appreciate your eye and exploring through that, the, uh, these, these portals of thought, uh, with regards to what's going on down there, because, you know, there's no, it's, it's clear that, uh, the current discourse around it, uh, it wants to pull apart, and and perhaps it's okay to be in the. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's fair yeah. here. It's fair there. And you know, can can there be more space for this? And maybe through time in here, it could further be unfold, uh, unveiled, and clearly versus ignore it. Like the, you know, uh, uh, you know how quick we were to oh, kids in cages in the previous administration, and and the and the second wave of migrants um there that that vernacular isn't mm-hmm. being applied equally and you know to, to me I'm just curious as to why that's so uh you know I'm curious what you think on
0: that I think it's because not enough of us are willing to just have the conversation
1: mm.
0: honestly and there are those who are you can't let there them are, do it yeah yeah, there, there are those who are and those who aren't, but there's not enough of us who are willing to do it. Like the majority isn't willing to sit down. And although have an opposition, take the time to realize where another person is coming from to either educate or to understand. Mm. And um, although in my personal opinion, that is the that is the preference, I do understand in some situations, escalation is necessary. I get mm. it but not without trying you know
1: what i mean that it's necessary when it's been uh traded upon
2: mm-hmm. uh
0: yeah yeah i could I, I i could i could agree with that And you and, right so that conversation that conversation is kind of hard too because you can also contradict yourself in what you're thinking unless you take a firm stance on the side you know um I personally always want to try and understand. Although I do get angry, I do get upset, and sometimes things are met with aggression. I want to try to understand, but then, you know, sometimes a, a hard smack makes a
1: soft bottom. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I'm reminded by the way you. I love the way you drop truth bombs. Like, uh, I don't, I don't remember the details of this one meme that you posted on your stories. You, you posted like a something light light and it was like a heavy truth And i was like and then it was a light one and i'm just saying do you remember it was a? Uh,
0: I i think the was, the point do you know what i'm talking about yeah it was the, it was the one where um <laughs> okay I, I was i was I, yeah i was watching i was watching a video about shannon sharp talking about the lakers and how uh the new york nets paid all this money to get these big names and the only reason why they're doing it is to take on the lakers and my running joke with a lot of my friends is, I'll say something, I'll say another thing, and I'll say another thing, and I go, "And Lakers in five, you know." <laughs> and so, on that one, what you're referring to, I said, "Cookies and cream ice cream is the best ice cream ever." Pizza tastes better in the snow. In the snow, uh, crack was introduced into the black community from the government to uh, decentralize the neighborhood. Lakers in five. <laughs> <Like>
2: that's
0: <laughs> <like> that's what. <laughs> like that's if what I, I said the, the I, I love that you did that
1: because it, it shines light the words are light information is light and you casted light on something that it was like wait go, an operation for my own
0: government no yeah, no like, no our government it's one is of those here things to do where good it's things like, yeah it was like what did you can we go back to that last thing you said and you're like oh yeah pizza tastes better in snow and you're like <laughs> No, 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 no. The other thing. Oh, how the government planted crack in the black neighborhoods to desocialize the yeah. <laughs> and they're like, Really? Yeah.
1: How, how important do you think it is the those nuggets of truth uh must be out in the air? Like, for example, I'm reminded by uh, you know, oh, it's it, it, for a long time, MK Ultra was considered as a oh one a tinfoil hat stupid conspiracy thing. Yeah, and it turns out, wait, it was actually And it was an actual operation that was declassified when in the 70s. And that was then. It didn't mean it stopped. And we're in 2021. How much more of a high caliber could it be today?
0: Exactly. Um, Those little nuggets of truth need to be happened because they keep us level. Yeah. Right? It goes back to what I had said before about seeing the world through rose tinted glasses. It's nice. It's pretty. And it makes you feel good. Oh, this thing. You right yeah it makes you yeah this thing makes you feel good it's it's Ooh. you know it's your safety blanket it it holds your attention it, gets it gives you, you the views you want to see yeah but that's not reality now is reality all bad no the world is beautiful in many many oh, forms yeah but it also could be very dark and i think the reason why it's so beautiful is because it can be so dark Mm. You see what I'm saying?
1: Crossing into the one-year mark. Oh, how quick it can get so dark.
0: Yeah, but look at all of the great things that did come out of such a dark time. May the gardens
1: of our mind be made anew. The story of humankind so bright and includes you. (laughs) Man, you- Brother, brother, brother. brother, Thank you for your vibes. To conclude our vibe here, we need to do this again. We went over time, but I appreciate your vibe, man. Uh, Yeah. Where can we find you, man? I, I have this one last question, but where can we find you? Share all your plugs, all the things you're involved in. We want to know how it is that your light is shining.
0: Oh, man, I appreciate that. So, I mean, if you want to follow me personally, you can find me on Instagram is the best way to do it. Uh, it's at your boy big. That's Y-A-B-O-I-B-I-G. Same um, uh, at if you want to follow me on TikTok and see all the crazies is there. But the biggest <laughs> and most important thing that I'm doing right now is working with the High Spot Hangover podcast, and the brother brother network here with our local wrestling or Texas indie wrestling industry. Uh, you you can can find us uh, that on Instagram, again, the high spot hangover podcast, as well as on Twitter. And if you're loving the podcast nature, you can follow me on Google play, iTunes, Spotify at the high spot hangover podcast. You can listen to all of the amazing wrestling things. Um, we go under pseudonames. I'm personally Christopher Hayes. (laughs) I am but one of four wonderful gentlemen that just love to sit and talk about wrestling and, uh, pantheon of other things too so yeah definitely those are the most important places you can follow me man
1: wow thank you and you know be sure to plug in y'all be sure to check out what's going around us around here and of course while you we're here be sure to smash that like button make that gray make make no from gray to blue let the world know that there's vibe here that resonates with you share with someone that you vibe with even if it's just one person that you're like Hey bro sister what do you think of this are these kind of weird topics what it, perhaps you may even share these kind of conversations so share this with somebody hit that subscribe button make that from red if it's not already gray make it gray there's a uh, <laughs> there's that little bell make sure it's solid so that every time there's an a new upload you get pinged by the pocket mosquito oh there's a vibe going on hey. and well you know um That's the plugs I want to share here with y'all. And the question is for Brother Ian is this. How may we be better arbiters and advocates for peace in our daily conversations across the spectrum ranging from our tongues to our thumbs, especially during times of tribe or should I say tribulations?
0: I love that question. Um, I think the best thing that we can do in any form of communication is to make sure that you realize that you are loved, right? To make sure that those around you know that they are loved. Um, I say this when I was doing uh, my own personal podcast, Big's House, and when I do a, a bunch of other things too, I like to say this. If, um, if nobody's told you today, let me be the first one to take the honor and say that I love you and there is nothing that you can do about it. (laughs) And if, if we can just uphold that message with those who are close to us and so that they know, I think that small little gesture will take them the additional a hundred miles. And you know, may, may that
1: shine in our, you know, our deciphering of, Trying to see what is true and what is the holistic truth, and you know we ultimately need each other. You know, you know this yeah. this this trying to drink up the water of the whole ocean can't be done by one belly alone. And even not <laughs> that just came through. Uh, I'll let it there. I think that's a good place yeah. to leave it. Y'all, good day, good vibes to y'all. We'll check y'all out.